Mic check, mic check, check. Check one. Check fun. <laughs> check, <laughs> check. Fun. Nice. <laughs> Checking fun. Check. I shot first. Kitten heads across the land. You're waiting for the show with Chris and Graham. Comedy film nerds. Comedy film nerds podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome welcome to episode 286 of the Comedy Film Nerds Podcast. You know, we have a new guest, and listening to the sound check, I'm like, he's got a great, God, he's got a great, great voice. microphone voice. I, I can't, I just, I was thinking, I just can't wait to hear it again. I know. I've been watching a lot of Ray Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> My girl was like, you, can, you always watch these shows where people are very soft-spoken and low-voiced. Because I, I'm such a talker and like nasally sometimes yeah. that I have like this weird envy of tough guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, I did what had to be done. Yeah, I'm, I'm quiet because I'm strong. Yeah, totally. Don't ever ask me to take down my poster of Charles Bronson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you ever see that commercial with Bronson? The man, the, um, what's it called? It's about it's a cologne commercial from Japan or the Asia. It's called no like no, I have oh, it. you guys I, you guys are gonna flip out. It's called like man something. He's like the essence of man, and he's just it, is this Chuck Bronson just covered. It's gotta be one of those million dollar commercials yeah. only shown in Japan. Yeah, and it's from the seventies, yeah. so oh, it's wow. it's just the most. It's it's a parody of itself. Like yeah. I, if it was on SNL, it wouldn't be believable. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you guys are gonna flip out. I can't All remember right, the name. That's got to be on YouTube Man somewhere. Something. Well, folks, that's Landon. the that's the masculine voice of Owen Benjamin, our guest. Hello, <laughs> first time guest. First time guest. Mm-hmm. We've been banging a lot, a lot of first time guests. It's been nice. Um, and uh, he has a podcast on the Sideshow Network. On the Sideshow Network. Yeah. Why didn't they laugh? And people love our episode. It was a fun episode because we'll tell people what the show is. Basically, it's uh it's, ba- it's it's almost like if, if uh, comedy had a sports post game thing right. where you can you can analyze why a joke works and why it doesn't work and it allows me cuz i found myself on stage if something wouldn't get a laugh i'd be like it's because there's not enough black people here, and you guys feel, and then there's sun <laughs> coming through the window, and everyone's <laughs> looking at me like, just, just go. Like, Shut up. So Tell I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna take that because it would be like three percent of my show would bomb, and that just happens. Like three, five right. percent, you just have a failure rate, and so I took those moments and made a podcast out of it. It was so cool because. First of all, as a comedian, it was great to have this discussion. Yeah. And then I remember I ran like a, a bit I've been struggling with by you, and you were like, huh. And then we got to like talk analyze about it. analyze it. Oh, no, cool. maybe this, maybe that, or maybe it needs a punch here. I don't know what. And so that was cool. And then if you're a fan of comedy, I'm sure it would be interesting to listen to to what how we break stuff down and how you come up with stuff and how stuff just doesn't you some jokes you just can't ever get to fucking the white whales. They're just insane. <laughs> I know. You can't just, ever get God. it. And you're like, and you're I, like know I, this know this I know this is funny. I know this is funny. You got to Moby Dick those jokes. You, you got to <laughs> Moby Dick them. People like Moby Dick jokes. <laughs> yeah, and some of them, it's just the weirdest little things will make all the difference. And usually when you find that, usually for me at least, it always happens on stage. Like I'll just mid-joke, 
throw out a riff or something. Yeah. On a new tag on top of it and go, oh, that's that it. That's was the it. one. And then, if, but if you're not recording it, sometimes you don't remember. Oh, it's the and also sometimes, even if you do remember, you can't replicate that exact moment. Yeah. Like if you say the tag again, like it's killed last night. What happened? Yeah. What happened tonight? Yeah. yeah. It's because they can smell the honesty of it sometimes. Right. And mm-hmm. you have to replicate the honesty. It's, it's a mindful. Which is impossible for us. <laughs> We're all filthy liars. <laughs> like, yeah, first episode was that a joke like, uh, who cares about making a name for yourself? What did Julius Caesar get? And then it's like, a salad. And uh, now that joke always works, but for so long it didn't work because I, I, my tone was like, what did he get? A salad. You know, like just being uh, more dominant in the punchline, it had to go under. I had to go under the wave where it was like, a salad. And then just like, pa, and that would always work. And then it had a trigger. Because jokes get to the point where you can be like, at any point, I can start this and finish this. It'll get a laugh. And it takes a while to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of times it's like, well, if the room's hot, I can pull it off. If not, I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's those jokes I've had happen where I forgot the cadence. Yeah. Like I didn't do a joke for a while, came back to it. And I'm like, how come this joke isn't working? Because I forgot the, the, delivery. S- the subtle yeah. delivery th- totally. change that you just mm-hmm. talked about in the Caesars and the, the salad thing. And then, then like, you're YouTubing yourself. And <laughs> you're deleting the history because you're more embarrassed at that than pornography. <laughs> I always delete any history that I'm like looking up myself. Just, I'm like, how did I say that bit? Because <laughs> if anyone sees that I'm YouTubing myself, I'd look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the other part, though, of your podcast I want to talk about is a cool section you called called Master Debater. Well, yeah, it's cool for you. A lot of people can't do it. Like well, me and you had such a people love that episode because. Um, we both have your dad, professor, yeah. professor of what? It was a theater professor. Yeah. And my dad is a rhetoric professor. So and your parents are teachers. Yeah. And so we all political, know political science, political yeah. science. Exactly. <laughs> rhetoric. Yeah. So, so we all can see that, that arguments can be games. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, here's a, here's a debate that doesn't matter. Here, here's a side and I'll argue the other side. And then you switch sides and it's like a chess match. And I was like, this is going to be a whole great section. Then I talk to other comics sometimes, and they're like, no, but I believe this. And I'm like, That's what? the point. No, Just, it's yeah. a game. It's not like you believe shirts and skins and basketball. It's like, like, no, I'm a skins guy. It's like, no, you're a, now, then flip. Yeah. And it, would, and it was so fun to do with you. So It was cool because there were a couple issues where I do have a distinct opinion about them. Yeah. But it was great to argue. Because you, you made the point, you're, as your dad said, if you can't argue the opposite point of something, yeah. then you have no business arguing it. Exactly. It's like if you can't say what Trump's appeal is, you can't bash him. It's, um, <laughs> it, it's, also, I mean? it's also a writing exercise. Great to, writing exercise. It's one of those things where, like, all right, if you're presenting an argument in writing, you have to really understand and know and be able to make the counterargument before you can succeed mm-hmm. in your argument. So, And it helps your argument as well. Like, Trump's a perfect example. It's easy to just be like, how can anyone like him? He's crazy. And then if you take the time to be like, okay, you have to argue for Trump. And it's like, okay, people like Trump because it's not that they like him. They, they just hate not him that much. So basically... It's it's a reaction to over PC culture. They Trump. They don't like what he's attacking. Right, but also <laughs> yeah, and also it's like true, yeah. and also what he's doing though. He, this is one thing, and I'm I don't I I, I think, right. That's gee exactly. Yes. Yeah, it took me a second to to realize that. I'm like, they, yeah, they don't like what he's attacking. Yes, and so he also is 
calling Republicans out on their nonsense. Like, I don't like Trump at all. I think he's, I think he's preposterous, but he's I- He's the joker. He is the joker. Yeah, he is. For sure. He is. He just wants to- Chaos. Blow, yeah, I know. He just yeah. wants to blow everything up. Some men just want to watch the world burn, you know? Like, yep. And, but he's calling Republicans out on, on like Iraq. And so like, I don't take money from Bank of America. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I already have my own money. He's crazy. Because I paint because <laughs> I paint buildings gold. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he is the joker. And coincidentally, my last name is a great card in bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I think part of it is just his last name is Trump. Right. Yeah. And um, mm. but that that was cool. But anyway, I want to say this. So uh, we have the basically have the lineup for the Thursday preview night next week yes, at the for- improv. Your show is one of them. So yeah, come see pumped. Owen Benjamin, and we're, I'm going to be there, and we're going to do a little Master Debater. It's yeah, be, that'll be great. It's going to be great. you so got to do it. Uh, uh, yeah. We're all doing great. it. <laughs> we're all, yeah. all going to Master Debate together. <laughs> Improv for Humans is on the show, yes. and a couple others. Sex Nerd Sandra. Mm-hmm. And there's one more. <laughs> but so basically, guys, if you have a weekend- Oh, Improv for Humans. I just said that, but thank you for saying it again. Wait, I miscounted. There's four. Right. So it's Owen Benjamin, Improper Humans, Sex for Chandra, and there's one other. Okay. That's the one we're, we're missing. Unless you want to say Improper Humans the third time. <laughs> yeah, I might. Yeah. yeah. Let's debate <laughs> saying Improper yeah. Humans three times. <laughs> um, so Improper Humans definitely going to be there. Yeah. And why don't they like Trump? I don't know. We're going to find out. Um, <laughs> Owen Benjamin show. Say the title of your show again. Why didn't they laugh? Why Didn't They Laugh will be there, and uh, Sex for Chandra, and one other. Sex Nerd Sandra. Sex Nerd Sandra. (laughs) I don't know what I said. Improv for Humans Chandra. And uh, (laughs) so... so Improv for Why Didn't They Sex Sandra. (laughs) So it's been pretty um, last minute. And we've just the our the LA Podfest website has just said, hey, preview night, Thursday yes. the 17th. But and our, our friends at Sideshow Network are actually producing this improv night. And yeah. it's fantastic. And so. they're one of the sponsors for the festival, mm-hmm. Sideshow Network. They've been a sponsor since year one. Yes. Um, so they're helping out. It's a cool little bonus thing that our former intern Sean Merritt came yep. up with. And your weekend badges will get you in free. You can uh, pick them up there. Yeah, and you can pick them up there, yes. Um, and if you haven't even if you live in the LA area and you haven't bought your pass yet, you could buy it that thursday night right and then you get the night free anyway you you're, get the already, night, you're already there you're already there get the night free mm-hmm. and then you get you into the whole weekend of shows right so all the other 40 shows at the Sofitel hotel like doug loves movies um and thrilling adventure hour and a thousand other things uh so so come. we just add malton on movies too. yeah that's right we just added mm-hmm. malton on movies which is with baron vaughn who just yes. did the show a couple weeks ago uh the nerdist writers panel yeah so there's a lot of uh new stuff you can check out on the site too and if you come there's a decent chance i'll buy you a beer <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first owen benjamin buying you a beer He's, I think that means he's buying like a case of like Bush Light at a Arco, and you're gonna just store that in the Jenny back. Cream Ale. I'm I'm bringing it in from uh, Rochester, New York. Ooh, from. Wow, we high, it was high thir- school delicacies. Oh yeah, thirty for nine dollars. <laughs> yep, Jenny Cream Ale. <laughs> yeah, Yingling, Yingling. Yeah, it's a Mickey's Big Mouth. What else yeah. you guys can so, remember? Boons. 
Oh, dude. Ugh. Rolling Rock, White Mountain Coolers, and Peels. There you go. Wow. Peels. <laughs> All right. That's you're getting fancy. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have East their... Coast crappy beer. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's who's sponsoring the yeah. Thursday night. East Coast crappy beer. For when your tongue is not very sensitive and you're trying to forget your childhood. Yeah. East yes. Coast crappy beer. Yeah. <laughs> Get it today. <laughs> so we uh, got a lot of movies to talk, talk about. Movies. Let's jump into it now. American Ultra. Um, you uh, okay. saw this movie. I went and saw this movie. Uh, I know it came out a, a a couple weeks ago, and I saw the trailer for it and went, "This could be interesting." And there was a lot of like, "Boy, I don't know." A lot of people say, and the and the this is why I don't including like, us, including us. <laughs> I felt like I had more hope from, about it from from the moment I saw the trailer, and then I, this is why I don't like reading other reviews. Right, right. Sometimes. Uh, you know, I have a friend go, oh, Rotten Tomatoes is giving it a this, that, and the other thing, which might, if I'm like, that movie could be interesting, and they're like, it's getting 4%, then I'm like, right. okay, well, yeah, it. I just right. got suckered into a good trailer. But this was like right in the middle, and I didn't read the reviews, I was just like watching the percentages, and there, you know, there's not that much out right now that I haven't seen. So I was like, yeah, you know, let's go try it out. Um, went to one of my favorite, you know, food theaters with the reclining seats and they serve you awesome food. You know what? Here's the thing though, Graham, you have never given a bad review to a movie you've seen in that theater. (laughs) (laughs) You may be reviewing the theater over and over again. (laughs) Well, I... There's uh, there's this things just you're like watching Geely was great because yeah. my legs were supported and yeah. uh, food was fresh yeah. and brought on time and convenient service. You often are so relaxed you fall asleep through part of these movies. It's like you get a movie roofie every time you go to that theater and then you wake up feeling refreshed I, and uh, optimistic. <laughs> Well, American Ultra was no different, Chris. Um, this film, I liked it. Um, I want to say this, though, because we were talking uh-huh. about it before yes. we started recording, when mm-hmm. I first came in the garage, which is, I think there's this, and I was talking about it with my friend who saw the movie, I think there's just such a backlash against Kristen Stewart. Like, everyone, ah, I hate her. And yes. it's like, which I don't think is justified because for several reasons. The Twilight mm-hmm. movies are not her fault. Okay. The, Mostly like, true. <laughs> blaming she, her for the twilight movies yeah. dude she, she deserves a little bit of blame for those but, not a lot oh, see i blame lot. her for always looking like she doesn't want to be at interviews I, I, we just we brought just that a point that. yeah like, yeah i don't uh, this is i don't want to be here yeah. it's like if you don't want to be here to get the hell out yeah and stop making millions of dollars yeah because yeah. 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 there's three dudes right now on this podcast that would love to be interviewed yeah. by jimmy fallon <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't interview well, and that doesn't help her. I would fall in love with a werewolf without a shirt on if that gave me millions of dollars. Totally. (laughs) Just give me some Jenny Cream Ale. Right. (laughs) Just a million dollars in Jenny Cream Ale. No, that's a good point. Now that that that's that's a fair assessment. When when people when when millionaire celebrity actresses are like, Oh, I'm sick of the interviews, and it's like, that's part of your job. Right. Right. I get I get like not wanting paparazzi following you to your house and right. hiding in the bushes. That's, 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 that's different. That's yeah. bullshit. But mm-hmm. you doing interviews is part of the job. Yeah, right. it's, it's Letterman. It's Fallon. If yeah, I'm jumping yeah. out of a bush be, for, for Why Didn't They Laugh podcast and you're Kristen Stewart, mace me with bear mace. That's <laughs> <Right>. fine. <laughs> but if you're next to legendary people like Jimmy right. Fallon and David Spade, yeah. you don't cover your face and say, I hate this. Yeah, right. Th- right. that's 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 a valid point. To be yeah. fair, though, um, also acceptable if she maced you with Jenny Cremail. Yeah, no, because then I'll lick my own face, <laughs> <laughs> and my eyes will make terrible decisions. 
<laughs> so someone's got to come up with this Jenny Creamhale mace yeah. gun. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag Jenny Creamhale mace gun. <laughs> right now, if anyone's looking up Jenny Creamhale, they probably already discovered that they probably don't even have a website. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like no they're way. ghetto. There's no way. They got yeah. a guy. They make. They have a van. Yeah, they got a guy. Some, somebody got a promotion and go, what are we going to call this? We got to come up with a classy title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the thing. All Those are valid things. But I think, it's, to me, like, and I, and I get carrying that into the theater. I understand that. I've done that with plenty of other actors. Mm-hmm. I don't blame her for Twilight. I just think that's a dumb phenomenon and, and kids, teenagers and kids like watching stupid crap. I don't blame Radcliffe for the Harry Potter movies. I don't like any of them. They have no purpose in this world. <laughs> but I don't blame him. Now, Ap- he, apples and oranges, but continue. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. You could, you could just, like, the Harry Potter phenomenon could bother you just as much as the vampire Twilight phenomenon. But I understand Radcliffe is very amenable in interviews. He's, he's right. enjoyed his celebrity stage. Exactly. He's, he's right. like fun. He's like, this is, yeah. he's been like, this has been right. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, which I think is how you should treat <laughs> totally. it. Totally. Yes. Um, okay. But that being said, Kristen Stewart does a decent job in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was okay in Adventureland. Yeah. She's good. Bad. It's, yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like that. Jesse Eisenberg is good. Uh, I love Eisenberg. That, yeah. dude's, that dude crushes. And this is the thing. So what the, the, the basic premise is, He's he's a he's a dumb stoner who is sort of a Jason Bourne sleeper agent and he gets activated and all and he you know they wiped out his memory or whatever so now he's got all these special skills. So you've read my biography. <laughs> <laughs> Codename Jenny Ale Mace Gun. Um so there's some cool stuff that happens. There's there's some I was watching the whole movie and I kept waiting for like a oh here oh now I see why right. everybody there wasn't one. There was a couple of little like plot holy things, but I was like, it, it wasn't a, a parody of of, of born movies. The, the main but it was people had. At them. What about the tone? Like people complained the mostly about like the tone. Like it it felt like it wanted to be like a stoner comedy, but also an action movie, and it kind of went too far into the action zone. Like you lost the stoner comedy, or is that a complaint you had, or you I, thought it was? Like, I'm not fine? a stoner, so it didn't. That didn't. Right. The stoner comedy. Okay. I mean, I've gone on the road with Doug Benson, so the like, ha ha ha. I'm 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 good with it. I don't yeah. Mean, <laughs> so 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 I, I I liked, and then the fight scenes, the action were like brutal, but like in a kind of in a. Kick ass. I was just gonna ask if it was like kick ass. A little okay. bit, a little bit. Like you know, he kills people with like you know a dustpan, like right through their head, mm. and it's kind of graphic, but it's also so it's like domestic. You just, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. It's like somebody had a couple too many Jenny Ales and yeah, somebody didn't clean sure. the floor right. It's not my fault. It's happened. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. So there's there's kind of a wink and a and a sense of humor to it, and you're watching it going, God, this is a little weird. It's a little off. But like in a good way. I don't know. I I liked it. I left okay. her going. It was I was entertained. Nice. I mean, I was really comfortable on a nice chair. Right. And some right. Great food. But yeah. uh, they had these garlic French fries that are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Rosemary and garlic. I highly recommend them. Uh, but yeah, I I think it's worth seeing. Like I don't. Okay. I don't get the whole. There wasn't anything that I was like, this is so stupid or what mm. the fuck. It was a there was a couple like, Meh, okay, and then they got onto something interesting and I was fine with it. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, I got to see uh, Batman versus Robin, the new um, DC animated movie. Okay. Uh, it came out a little while ago, but this is kind of a sequel to Son of Batman, where this is actually Batman's son and Rachel Ghoul is his grandfather. 
Um, and he's basically, Batman's taking him under his wing, but he's also, at 10 years old, a trained assassin. So he's kind of fighting with, he's kind of been trained to kill people, but also Batman's trying to teach him a, another way. But he's also his actual son. So it's a really interesting uh, storyline. Um, this movie, I really liked. It, it kind of shows the progression of, a Bruce Wayne trying to be an actual father because when you see like Dick Grayson, it's always been a ward where he's kind of a father figure, but when he's an actual father, the dynamic changes a little bit and it should. And it's, it's really interesting um, because also you've got a kid with a history of like all these different um, kind of role, basically role models in his life. And one of them is telling to kill people. Yeah. Talia. And then, and also now uh, Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Do they address, does he have any sort of, like special powers of Ra's al Ghul style or anything He's like that? He's definitely a bit overpowered for a 10-year-old. <laughs> like, uh, um, you know, he, he's he's still a kid. And that was the one thing about Robin, the original Robin. He was never, he was kind of a psychic. He was never really that strong. But this, because of the Ra's al Ghul training, there's not, no mystical power, supposedly, like that, they, or they don't address it, but he's as strong as an actual adult male. And uh, um, he holds his own with any fight with anybody So he's else. like a, a Samoan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a ten-year-old yeah. Samoan. <laughs> he could play for the yeah. Patriots. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've already signed a contract. Yeah, yeah. he's a much more dense ten-year-old as sure. far as body mass, it seems. Uh, but what I really, really liked about it is that they're 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 still getting into this um, making these actual movies. This story had a beginning, a middle, and an end. It wasn't like we're taking like one comic and we're animating it out of, like, 20 comics, so you really have no idea what's going on. You're just getting a piece of the story. It had a beginning, a middle, and and in fact, my only complaint about it was some of the stuff, because of the time constraints with animation, they can't, you only get a certain amount of minutes to animate because that's all the studio will uh, fund. Right. Um, You missed a couple of things. Like, I'm sure that there was more backstory in the actual comics. Like, here's a good example. Like, we start off the story, Bruce Wayne has a, a steady girlfriend, that's very unusual for Bruce Wayne. I'd like to see a little more backstory and how that happened, how she came right. into his life, things like that. But there wasn't enough time. But you have um, this backstory about the Court of Owls who used to run Gotham. And then, uh, you know, they, they make allusions to, well, we were cast out. Now we're coming back. We're like, but wait, that's another thing. What what made you leave Gotham? I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to know that. But they do go into more backstory about um, Batman's past and about um, Damien's past and also... Um, kind of the progression of this um, relationship. And that's that's what I love about this movie. That The core of the movie was really, there was a lot of cool action and um, uh, I guess you could call them animated set pieces, <laughs> like some really cool things. But at the core, this was really a story uh, between a, a father and a son and one who basically they're estranged and they've just kind of discovered each other. So how did you see this? Where, where did you see this? I saw it on um, DVD uh. because it wasn't, it's not streaming. You can't, you, you can't get it. You had to get it on DVD. And like we had said before, these have really interesting release um, strategies where these DVDs come out and you there's a window where you can only buy them because the fans snap them up so quickly. They don't have to put them for rental and then you can eventually rent them. Uh, so and then although I've, I, it's very rare to actually see them like streaming like for free, like on Netflix or somewhere. Like these are ones you kind of still DVD because they make so much money. Now, and and this is what really, uh, after watching this, I thought it was great. It was a really good animated movie. They're really getting the uh, rhythm down. They released a couple of these a year. I think there's a Justice League one and there's um, an Aquaman one. But one of the things I noticed after watching this is no studio can get all of their superhero properties correct. 
Like, these animated movies are great. But then you look at some of the live-action Batman and all these ones, and the ones coming up, and like, what, how are they missing these so much? And then after this, I watched 10 minutes of an animated movie that Marvel made, because Marvel is trying to replicate the success of these animated movies. There's a PG-13, ultra-violent um, Punisher and Black Widow movie that that is available for streaming and that tells you right away well if this one's available for streaming why is it it must not be as good <laughs> i watched 10 minutes of it i had to shut it off it so was marvel so can make great yeah. live action but they can't make they more. cannot make these animated movies it was it really felt like and dc's well, the opposite yeah exactly it, it, it <laughs> like come universes. on universes <laughs> come on it's, you know you, you can get these right across the board it's that you know how is it so difficult it, it, it's fascinating like in this marvel movie it, I, I defy anyone who can watch this entire movie it's a um, what's so it, bad it, about it? it it's first of all you it starts to, in it it's kristen stewart is in it she's the only one not animated she's actually it's all everyone's animated around her uh <laughs> Um, it's it has that feel of like we're just going to subcontract this. Like they threw the license to like a Japanese anime house, and they forgot to send them a script. Right. So it's just a bunch of ultra violent um, anime um, bloodletting at the beginning, with literally no story, and then um, you know a couple of characters you recognize show up, and then I shut it off. It was like it, like okay, these people know nothing about the first thing about these characters at all. And uh, so with the tight controls that Marvel has on their properties right now, it's fascinating that this still happens. I wonder if this is like something that was in development or production for a while. And then they're like, all right, well, we got to release it now. But from now on, no more of these. (laughs) But believe me, this is if you want a movie challenge, try to watch the uh, Punisher Black Widow animated movie. I got to um, see that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely watch Batman versus Robin. It was uh, it was really good. All right. So now Owen, you saw Z for Zachary. I did. What? Or is it Z for Zachariah? Zachariah. Zachariah, but I actually I looked up it's all the same. Zachariah, Zachary. It's all this old, you know, old school Zach. stuff. Zach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this movie got kind of a limited release. It came out like a week or so ago. Um Tell us what, what it was, what, what the story was about, and then get Basic storyline is post-apocalypse, uh, nuclear fallout. I, I, okay, the, the, main, the thing that makes it kind of hard to discuss is it's a lot like a play. There's, there's three total characters in the entire movie. Kind of like uh, that, that movie with uh, Clive Owen and Jude Law, the Closer. Is it Closer? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, there's three total characters. So the first scene is this man in a... In a space suit looking thing this radioactive suit finds a woman and they're basically the last people on earth as to what they they think they're the last people on earth they um start surviving they don't know why this one little piece of land is is safe there's uh they they, they raise chickens they have you know a farm and then another dude comes and that's basically the movie and i i really liked it because apocalyptic love triangle yeah or like uh, closing time at a bar at two a.m. And, <laughs> and there's two guys and a chick, so which is it's post-apocalyptic. A, yeah, yeah, closing time at a bar. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. And so what I would say about the movie, the, the acting was phenomenal, and I'm usually pretty critical of that stuff. But to carry Dan Loria from the Wonder Years, who's on oh, Sullivan yeah. and Son with me, like we we watch old movies sometimes, and he hates cutting. <laughs> He's like, every time they cut, a good actor loses his job. You know, he gets. <laughs> He's like, just let the camera watch. So that's one thing this movie had was it would just let people act in scenes, like not just cut, cut, cut. It wasn't single, single, single. It was just wide shots and two shots. And 
Just the struggle between. So it didn't feel contrived or anything like this weird kind of like a little. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some down there's some downsides to it, mm-hmm. but I think that the you, you I figured out pretty early on that Z for Zachariah meant. I think it kind of means that last man on earth, because there was a book that said A is for Adam in the house. So I was like, Z is for Zechariah. That means, was that last? Yeah. So I think that's what they meant by that. I don't know if there's some foreboding. There's tons of spoilers, so I don't want to say really right. anything, but it's a very basic, very biblical storyline. And it's based on a novel. Yeah. By Robert C. O'Brien. And as far as emotions, it's really well done. As far as plot, you know, not uh, not not the best. Mm-hmm. You know, so great acting scenes, but not great sort of story structure. A little bit, or yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things about it that you're just basically seeing a guy and a chick, and then another dude, and then some like really bad vibes, <laughs> and uh, it's it's you know, great scenes. If you're an actor and you want to see people right. act scenes, it's awesome. If you want to see um, a exercise. movie, you may yeah. want to watch uh, Batman versus Robin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. I'm glad Fair I watched enough. it. Well, that's cool. Well, let's get into this then. Um, the uh, well, you want to do that and then go into the- like a post-apocalyptic movie with a great plot is like the new Mad Max. Right. Right. So you yeah. love these kind mm-hmm. of films. Yes, love. Right. And this one is, is kind of like you don't know why it happened. It, it's it's a play in the sense that it's all in one location, mm-hmm. and there's no you don't know anything else. It's all just between these people. It's it's it could almost be like a, a show at at the dramatic version of UCB. That's how much of a uh-huh. comic I am. I can't even name a theater. <laughs> <laughs> I only know comedy clubs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this then, since you, since Mad Max is that like you like the sort of. Uh, that type of sci-fi. What to you defines good sci-fi, and then what are some other movies over history that you that really stick in? Good sci-fi for me is when it hits a deep chord of human nature, and then they allow the universe to build around that. That's what I like about the good best sci-fi. science fiction is about people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got to interview Andy Weir recently. Wrote The Martian. That's becoming the, this big movie. And um, sorry, Matt Damon. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we're talking about. The book, because he, I think he was a little perplexed at why mm-hmm. it hits it, because it's it's number one in the world. It's forty four yeah. languages now. I mean, he was writing How many nerd times porn. Is Matt Damon going to need to be rescued from another planet. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I, I, my theory that I told him, I don't know if he agreed. I, he looked like he agreed, but I didn't really know. But it, it it's it, it's man versus oblivion is what people. Right. Uh, man versus hopelessness is why mm-hmm. people, because the whole Martian is. Uh, engineering problems. The entire yeah. book is yeah. like, okay, well, my my vac isn't working. I have to I have to get hydrogen out of air. What do I do with the oxygen? The soil just got radiated. There's no bacteria in this, and it's just step by step by step. If you have a very engineering brain, it's just pornography. <laughs> That's great. And and the reason it jumped to uh, so it's really hard science fiction. It's hardcore really in- to the point where. I, I interviewed him with another friend of mine who's a Caltech PhD. He's also a comic, mm-hmm. Kevin Hickerson. And they started arguing about whether or not... It was about Interstellar, actually, but they were arguing about whether or not uh, the tidal forces on that one planet would have ripped them apart. Uh, it's called spaghettification. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounded almost like a Yo Mama thing on Pico. <laughs> it got to the point where it's like, yeah, but one over N, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, shit, you've one over N. You're really going to go one, you know, and it got, <laughs> it's like, it's like nerd aggression started coming out. It was amazing to watch 
where it's just it's so real in this universe that they got the they have the stars right they have like the spin of gargantuan cuz um my friend kevin did science consulting for thor mm-hmm. and uh but not thor 2 so he's mm-hmm. he's he's like yeah there's a lot of mistakes in that i think part of it's personal for him cuz they didn't use him for the second one sure. <laughs> but um the amount of technical stuff that went into the martian is mind blowing to the point where it's like it could have been written by nasa Wow. But the fact that it appeals to people in the sense that it's, you know, I think he likes comics too, in a way, because it's, it's the guy kind of stays alive in this environment because he can be funny and he can keep a good, you know, outlook on life and just kind of make jokes about where his shit goes in Mars, you know, like just the little things of life that he can laugh at. And that's what I think resonated with people. Oh, cool. I'm curious to see, like I've seen... Maybe one, I don't even know if I've seen a trailer, but maybe like a poster or something for The Martian. It mm-hmm. looks like, or just some teaser trailer, it looks like if it's done correctly, I mean, this has been done before, the sort of one guy all alone. Yeah. Like, like. But, uh, but there is, there is, for the movie version, there will be enough other stuff to keep it rocking. Because you have mm-hmm. another, because they leave the planet and don't realize he's still alive. So he has a crew in space going home that don't know he's still alive. And, and he can finally start communicating to NASA. This is all first act. I mean, it's one of the longest second acts in history. <laughs> it's just first act, conflict, 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 conflict. You know, it's yeah. and um and so you have these these three forces. You have uh NASA on Earth dealing with their shit, uh the crew in space, and then you have the Mar the uh Mark, the Martian on Mars. And so you can make a movie out of that. It's not just gonna right. be like um I mean, I like the Sam Rockwell movie where it was just him with, with moon. his clo- moon. Yeah, because I, I, I love, I'm kind of obsessed with Sam Rockwell, but like, he's amazing. yeah, like you can do that, but this has more, this has more to it. There's more right. of like a classic movie feel to it. Now, the, the only thing that bothered me about Moon, and I won't give any spoilers out on this, um, the entire, basically the structure of the third act was a voiceover at the end. Like all the things that happened, yeah. After, yeah, <laughs> it was like a newsreel That's voiceover. Like, wait, there's all the things that were supposed that were basically the result of this film, right? It was like a voiceover, like a newsreel, almost. Like, here's what happened afterwards. I'm like, the well, thing, no, I, <laughs> the thing I about the, 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 the one person in isolation, you better have. Well, obviously, you need a script. Is it, but you better have an actor that's engaging. Right. Yeah. Because it's sort of like Castaway, which is mm-hmm. a, it's, it's not space, but it's one guy. I mean, Tom Hanks is alone on that island right. for. A, a vo- the volleyball did a great acting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of great micro expressions. Well, well, so my my trained volleyball. Really, that's what's really interesting about those types of movies is even though they're alone, there's always someone else they're quote interacting with yeah because that's the only way you could get dialogue even on one side right like you have him talking to the viable and you moon you have him talking to the computer yeah so even though they're isolated there's still that other kind of entity whether it's imaginary or not that they're still having that dialogue with so on what are some other movies of this type of sci-fi that you well christopher nolan i just think his all his movies just he's perfect at that mm-hmm. You because liked Interstellar. Loved. Yeah. Loved Interstellar. It's one of the yeah. best movies I've ever seen. I've seen it a few times. I watched it recently with Kevin, my phys- my physicist buddy, and we were mm-hmm. like periscoping because uh, he would explain everything that was actually happening because he took a class from Kip Thorne who like uh, wrote it. So, uh-huh. 
the funniest thing is there'd be moments in the movie where he's like, we had an essay on that. It was all real. Like a lot of these things, like, like real in the sense that it's possible. The, 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 these theories are being discussed, right? right? Yeah, you, yeah. Right? Well, the the math the math works for all this right. stuff, like the timelines, like gravity isn't affected by time, things like all that, that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the, and um, that was phenomenal to watch that with him because he just could show you all the stuff that's real, and mm-hmm. it's the, that's why it's called Mur- that, that's why his uh, daughter's name is Murphy because it's Murphy's law, like whatever can happen will, will happen right. in some fractal universe. And so the odds are very low that all this mm. stuff would happen, but it's possible. Now, with the wh- exception of the wormhole, they can't. They prove that it's it's possible, but they can't like do very many complicated things with it. Now, what about some of the kind of the low budge sci fi type films like uh, like Pi? Like, do you like? Uh, yeah, I like, like Pi. That was kind of a a, a mind bendy kind of yeah, movie. Those type of movies put me in a weird emotional state for a while, though. <laughs> Now, why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I think the lower the budget, it's almost like the more it, I read, my reptilian brain registers mm-hmm. it as reality. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, holy shit, someone just drilled my brain. Like, remember right. in Pi when they yeah, there was yeah. a drill yeah. in the sky? You know, the, the more you can make it big budget and glossy, I think the more I can keep it in entertainment versus like, this is really happening. <laughs> you know, it's almost so, like amateur porn versus so, like vivid. So it makes you uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh my god, this is a hitchhiker. Yeah. <laughs> versus like, oh, Jenna Jameson's on another <laughs> pirate ship. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so like for a movie like Primer, you were afraid. I didn't see Primer. Primer, okay. Uh, Primer is another really good one, but it's basically a time travel movie with no budget. So wow. check out How do you uh, do that? Primer. It exactly, and they they pull it off. Um, wow. And another movie, I'll give you a movie challenge to give it to people because C.J. Johnson had given it to me and he changed my mind about this movie. Yeah. Is uh, um, Upstream Color. Okay. And this is a real mind fuck of a movie. And you watch it, and literally the first time it makes no sense at yeah. all. I won't even tell you anything about it, but it's a, a science fiction film about um, it's over my basically the <laughs> that uh, um, worms that you ingest can get into your brain and make you susceptible su- to suggestion. That's wow. a small part of the movie. The, then there it goes from there. Um, and it was, was one it of those created by Fox News. <laughs> 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 what, what I found fascinating Rupert about Murdoch. this movie. Is it's that his, it's, his it's, it's his yeah it's his uh, it's yeah worms. <laughs> <laughs> they combine with the strain worms uh, <laughs> and the worms so, from yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this movie is unique in that um, you watch this movie and it doesn't make a ton of sense and you have to try to figure out and piece it uh, together in your brain but then if you go um, to like Wikipedia or on the internet and it explains the movie so you go and you actually read and it explains the movie and you realize that. All the information is actually there in the film. Like, nothing was left out, but it's just a matter of piecing it together. Yeah. Because normally when a movie's, like, mind-fucky like that, um, there's no way to piece it together. You're like, all right, well, I guess this is just a a way that the director intended. But with this movie in particular, all the pieces are there, but it's tough to put them together. But if you you do put them together, it's very rewarding. Yeah, it's like Usual Suspects, except... Yeah. Yeah. Except with awesome. weird science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Rupert stuff. Murdoch worms. Yeah, you read with weird uh, Rupert Murdoch worms. Exactly. Um, so check that out if you like those weird mind-bending science fiction films. And also the um, um, uh, Solaris is another good one. I Yeah, the George Clooney one where he's out kind of in space all alone that came out maybe six, mm-hmm. seven years ago. I got to watch that. And then if you want to go even crazier, watch the original Russian version. 
Really? So that made many years ago, yes. Yeah, um, Solaris came out in uh, 2002. The Russian version came out in 1972. Um, yeah, and so, Solaris. The, the, so the Solaris with George Clooney has got Steven Soderbergh in it, and uh, he basically has to go out and investigate a crew, and he's out in this bizarre planet. And there's a lot, similar to Moon in the sense there's a lot of him alone. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really, those movies... Slow pacing, right. very methodical, right. like quiet. Like Dan Laura would love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one cut. Yeah, he just... loves photographs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like all kinds of movies, except for I don't really watch a lot of comedies. Well, it's because that's we're, understandable. We're comedians, yeah, it's hookers hard. don't bang. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's hard to watch, man, because you're like. It's hard to go. I can't go into a comedy and just like, oh, I'm going to be entertained. It's like, oh, why that joke? I've that jokes. I've seen that joke in five other movies, right? And, mm-hmm. You know, and oh, I know that comedian's funnier than they're letting him be, or whatever. Right. It's hard to take the baggage out for those. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like when uh, physicists watch a lot of these like uh, time travel movies because that's mm-hmm. how we are with comedies, where it's like, right. you see the mechanisms, like this mm-hmm. dude. That Andy Weir dude was talking about, uh, was it Kate and Leopold about time travel, where it was like a portal to like Mm -hmm. 1840 New York and then modern New York. He's like, couldn't he have told her about fucking 9-11 or killing (laughs) Hitler? Or He's like, they're just exploring their emotions when they could literally end, you know, and he's like looking at it like, like a scientist. Right. Where it's like, wait a minute, you can talk to someone in modern day New York and you're not going to tell them about the coming of the Nazis? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, maybe talk about how slavery isn't a good thing, yeah. you know? And, no, and but I, they were in love. Right. It's yeah. like when you watch it from different perspectives, you know, oh, like, yeah. it, it's, you know, like a comic watching Twilight. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's, you know, or like it's a, it's a Fifty brilliant. Shades of Grey, yes. you know, a, a monogamous billionaire who's 27. That's <laughs> hilarious. Like, to me, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. I've seen all of those movies. <laughs> um, so let's go to. Uh, oh, we got to do. Uh, we have a sponsor. Touch, Touch of, Modern, of Modern back again. Dot com. Yes, touchofmodern.com. And uh, I was on the site this morning. You know what they had? What? Star Wars cufflinks. <gasps> yeah, it was oh. really cool. Really when we cool. go to Australia in December, we got to get those. Yes. We have to wear a Star Wars well, We're going to have to get them now because Touch of Modern, remember, they could go at any time. They don't last. These- Here's the thing about Touch of Modern. I was I saw, last time we did this, I was a week or two ago, I was looking and I saw a really cool bicycle helmet because I ride my bike a lot. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I need a new bike helmet. Mine's starting to get old and fall apart. And I waited. Gone. Yeah. The bike helmet mm-hmm. deal was gone. So mm-hmm. that's the thing with Touch of Modern. Stay on top of it. Because the the helmet was a really nice, like sixty, seventy dollar right. helmet for like thirty some bucks, and it was gone. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta jump on these deals for you, sure. You gotta have a touch of urgency. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. It's like a private shopping club, and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. And there's a lot of cool iPhone cases, like for um, waterproof ones, and like a lot of a lot of great stuff on there. There's always like tech. There's clothing and there's just a lot of fun stuff too. And then there's always cool like Star Trek or Star Wars art Mm -hmm. or like superhero art. Right. Really cool stuff in there. And the cool thing, there's no there's no membership. There's no No, no, there's no membership fees or charges or anything. You just when you buy something, that's it. And then when you uh, send an email when you give a friend's email if they then start using it, then you get twenty bucks. You get a little taste. A little little taste of what the beak, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? A little so, touch of cash. Yeah, you would. 
Pay it forward. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Yeah. <laughs> this is what your beak a little bit. Yep. I'm not greedy. So uh, touchofmodern.com. Sign up. Check out the cool deals. If you get something cool, let us know. Yeah, yeah. Tweet it. People have been tweeting uh, pictures of stuff you've been getting yeah, on Touch on of Modern. Twitter or the Facebook page for Comedy Film well, uh, well, Somebody was tweeting is like, I've got this awesome shot glass on touchofmodern.com and I don't even drink. I didn't even know I needed this nice. <laughs> until I saw Someone it. sounds like they got a touch of a problem. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a touch, touch of hoarding. Yeah. yeah. Touch, of, touch of hoarding. <laughs> if you're a hoarder, this site's great. My yeah. God. <laughs> we all kind of are in our own way, though. Yeah. Right? We all hoard something weird. Yeah. yeah. And you this know? way you can get it every week. Yep. <laughs> so touchofmodern.com. Um, all right. Coming out on DVD. The Age of Adeline. Now, I saw this movie. Um, and it was sort of the, uh, you know, it was like a, it was like a female Benjamin Button kind of, uh-huh. um, I, you know, I found it, I found it interesting, you know, it, it's, it's, so she aged in reverse. Well, she doesn't age. She that's, doesn't age. That's okay. her thing. And so she's lived for like 150, 200 years or something Got like it. that. Mm-hmm. Um, now and, just to be clear, not a vampire, not a vampire. <laughs> so she's super pumped. She can vote. <laughs> yes, yes. So excited about voting. <laughs> she remembered when she couldn't. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's and, and Blake Lively's in it. It's interesting because it just it just covers that you know it, what if you could live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I I saw it in the theater. I thought it was decent. as one of those movies. If it slipped through the cracks for you, it's it's not a bad. It's not All a bad. Right. If you want to stay home and watch a movie night, this is this is thing. You're sitting on a new. Touch of modern throw rug. Um, <laughs> it's like Highlander With meets it. the Oxygen Channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I would describe this. <laughs> there can be only one love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's, well, now I'm in. Now that you describe yeah, it. Yeah, Highlander meets the Oxygen Channel. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, it's not a bad DVD. It's not a bad Totally. Rally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and now the other one is The Guest. Yes. Now, I saw this. Oh, one of the reasons I saw it is because one of our former guests, Emily, uh, really uh, recommended it highly. I watched it, too. Over this weekend, I watched it on Netflix. <laughs> now, this is the kind of movie, on paper, you think, well, this is just going to be a dumb waste of my time. And it's not. It's one of those great B-movies that you just enjoy from start to finish. It's a thriller. And this is exactly what it is. It's a thriller directed by someone who understands horror. Yeah. Really, and is also directed horror movies. And I will say the key to this film and the key to any genre of filmmaking is that you treat, no matter how crazy the action or horror or fantasy is, you treat it like you're directing a drama. And that's exactly what this movie did. Like wow. you believed every character, you believed every situation, you believed the relationships between the characters because they all treated it like it was a drama, not like this, um, you know, this crazy uh, uh, person who comes into this family's life. They're not really sure who he is. And um, he says he knew their son who was killed in action and that they were in the same um, unit uh, together. Unit together. Uh, but then things start to kind of unravel from there. Yeah. But you believe it because of the uh, the relationships. No matter how crazy it gets, because the acting and the way it's uh, directing um, is. Yeah, Adam Wingard directed it, and he did the two VHS movies, but, yeah. he, but he also did Your Next. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think because he has done so much in the horror genre, right. 
Uh, and the th- he can wink to the camera. He totally can wink mm-hmm. to the camera because he knows he knows it. And I was watching this movie and I kept going, God, this movie's weird, but in a good way. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and uh-huh. Not in like a, oh, this is dumb. It was right. like, I yeah. kept, I kept. It, it was, had a style to it. Like Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> you're, like, we, you're weird in a really great way. In a great yeah. way. It's, mm-hmm. It was really, it was like, yeah, Mitch Hedberg meets Saw. You know, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a movie that sounds kind of like that. What, what, the, what was it called? Like Very Bad Games play some, the guy from uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire who died in the first season. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't even think is our it, fans can piece that together. A, <laughs> no, it's it's two guys. It's two guys and they they basically take a a family hostage. And, and it's like very suburban. Oh man. The purge? I'll look it yeah. up. I'll look it up. I'll, I'll find it. Okay, you'll find okay. it while we're talking about this. But yeah, the guest yeah, I, I and I and I remember Emily talking about it. Mm-hmm. I remember you talking about it and I remember going, "You know what?" This is a great little find. Right. It was one of those like nights. It was Friday. I was editing all day, finishing up earbuds. We're mm-hmm. just about done because we're it better be. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's being screened. Screening in 10 days. Yeah. Um, so and I got home and was like, I don't want to go to a movie theater on a Friday night. I just want to stay home and I just feel like watching something. I was literally flipping through my Apple TV, like mm-hmm. through everything on it. Right. Just trying to find something. I go to Hulu through Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh. And then I I looked at it and I was like, oh God, I remember us talking about this yeah, on the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And I was so glad that I watched it because and like you say, it is B movie. It's it's right. There's no at its heart, it's still a B movie thriller. But it but but that's great. It is, it's great. It knows what it, it is. It knows what it is. Mm-hmm. It knows it's just like fun, crazy entertainment. It's a mm-hmm. little, it's a little, little scary. Right, it's a little, little creepy. Little creepy. A little Definitely weird. violent towards the end. Really violent. <laughs> um, the the guy who plays the guest um, is this guy Dan Stevens. That I'm he's trying, fantastic. He is so good in it, and he really hasn't. You know, I mean, he's done. You know, he did Night at the Museum. He did Walk Among Tombstones. I mean, like uh, the Fifth Estate. Like he really hasn't. You're not like, oh, that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he just has probably done some, he's, it looks like he's done some TV. He's probably a British actor. You know, like, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's from England. But he does a great kind of... Psychopath. Psychopath <laughs> that you really like at first. Right, exactly. Oh, he's so charming, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so... And helpful. And helpful. What a helpful, <laughs> charming man. I got the movie. What is it? Yeah. It's called uh, Funny Games. With Michael Pitt and Tim Roth. Ah. Oh. Yeah, it is very... It's, I, I haven't seen The Guest, but it sounds like... The, it's, a, it's a genre where they play out the tension. Yeah. Where they play it like in real time. They mm-hmm. play it like it's not just like, the black guy's dead. Yeah. You know, it's just... <laughs> it, it's played... And it's horrifying. Yeah. Like when you play something just real. Mm-hmm. It's It's... This has these moments that are real. I mean, stuff happens that's like kind of crazy over the top, but everyone's reactions are real. Yeah. That, that's that's the appeal. Yeah. You're like, because how would you react if this crazy shit went down? Right. And so you see that and you, and it's really good supporting cast. Uh, the, the teenage girl, the, the like, there's like a teenage, she's like 16, 17, then there's like a 13, Even the 14. parents are the good The parents too. Yeah. are great in it. All the like, and it's got a great horror movie ending too. It's got a great, <laughs> <horror> <laughs> it's really movie like it's ending. definitely a wink to the it's camera. Such for a sure. like, 
Either way, I want to watch this. I'm yeah, it's the guest. I can't. I can't re- recommend mm-hmm. it enough. Like it's a. It's a. It's a fun. It's a fun night to watch that. Um, all right, let's go. What do we got here now? Oh, for the um, fan feedback. First, I wanted to mention um, Neil's American Ultra review. He actually had a similar reaction to you. He liked it, although he had a. He made the uh, point of like, well, would we're when you're stoned and you want to see a stoner movie, do you really want to see hardcore action too? Like he's wondering if uh, like the the mix. <laughs> works but you you were saying it worked and neil thinks it did too stoners on adderall yeah stoners on adderall (laughs) they want to get their genre yeah it's stoner meets Um, adderall (laughs) so so check out neil's american ultra review on the site and uh there's a great exchange on the message boards right now about cinematic dementia where um basically they're talking about where you've seen a bunch of movies and gun to your head you could not recite the plot lines whether if your life depended on it like american pie 2 i'm, I'm sure you've seen it yeah. tell me what the plot was no idea cinematic <laughs> dimension that is awesome That's i great. love that you guys are putting yeah. that up message there's another thing i want i want to bring up too because <laughs> we 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 kind of what we were on a, you were on vacation so the two episodes in august were banked Yes. So we weren't here. And some emails came that we haven't had a chance to address about the Amy documentary, which we've talked about a couple of yes. times. Yes. Uh huh. Uh, from a woman by the name of Camille. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, and so, so did CJ Johnson, they both kind of didn't agree with my my complaint with that film, as I said, was I wanted to all see... All B-roll. Uh, yeah, it was all mm-hmm. B-roll. And, and CJ was like, that's not B-roll, it's amazing behind-the-scenes footage. It's just well, how we... T- it's just a term. It's the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that's uh, not chicken, it's pollo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a cheese quesadilla. I love it when people order that. A cheese quesadilla. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Manos, so, the hands yeah. of fate. <laughs> I'll have a side of frijoles and beans. Yeah. <laughs> we, we could do this all day, guys. We could do this literally all day. Um, so, yeah, my complaint with the movie, there wasn't any close-up footage of the people talking. It was all just Amy. And, mm-hmm. and, and Camille and CJ both make valid points of they liked that, that Camille was like, I don't, I don't give a shit about what these, you know, these parasites, mm-hmm. family members and business managers, and I don't care what they, what they thought. They heard that, that the director intentionally shot these interviews in the dark so people felt more comfortable. And I'll say this again. I applaud this director for making this clear cinematic choice because as we've talked about, documentaries are tough. How do you make them not just talking heads? right. And there's plenty of fine talking head documentaries that are great. They're just compelling and it's talking heads. But how do you make it different? That's why Kids Stays in the Picture stands out so mm-hmm. well. Uh, I mean, when Ken Burns first started doing those things on PBS, I believe, because it was all still photos yeah. he had of baseball from 100 years ago or whatever. So I, I, I totally understand that. And I respect this director for saying, I'm going to make a clear choice about that. I know it wasn't a haphazard choice. It wasn't lazy or irresponsible. It was a really clear choice. And I understand that, that Camille and CJ, it really, it really, it resonated with you. Here's what I would say. If I were to get, if you were to just put in a half a dozen of these close-ups of the family member, like the mom going, talking about when Amy Winehouse had bulimia as a teenager, and, oh, I didn't think it meant anything. I didn't think it was a big deal. And then pause, and then her going, but I guess I should have. Like, if I, you would have put a half a dozen of those in there, it still would have resonated with you. Yeah. You wouldn't have gone, oh, man, those got in the way. You wouldn't have said that. Yeah. You can like the movie without them, but I guarantee you it would have made it 
I, my argument, maybe you won't and we'll never agree. Maybe we'll just agree to disagree, is that had those been put in there, it would have the, the emotional impact of them would have resonated with you because it was such an emotional story. All right. But we appreciate the emails. Yes. <laughs> CJ and Camille. Thank you so much. Here's the thing I love about this show. I want to say this because I was I'm talking to some other podcasters about, you know, getting some fuck you email your podcast sucks and, and I've, I've said to people that's a good sign it is. I, mine isn't popular enough for hate yeah <laughs> like every email i get are fans yep. and i sometimes i'm like shit i need it's not big enough yet because mm-hmm. if unless people are being like fuck you asshole that means that you get a lot of listeners that's well, like a good thing you want that to a certain extent but i will say this the thing that chris and i are very proud of we got those early on and we've weeded them out and I love mm-hmm. when you guys send emails because they're always like, love the show, think it's great. Mm-hmm. I disagree with your thought on this movie. Here's right. why. And it's then, always very, and it's yeah. like, that's a discussion or a discourse or a debate I want to have. Phatic communication. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's the stuff that, that hits emotions. Yeah, yeah. And I love, I love, I want to hear these discussions. Mm-hmm. And I do love that we have this very polite, nice fan base yes. that's like, uh, Sir, I enjoy your content. Point of order. That's why yeah. I love pod, that's why I love podcasts because and from now it weeds on, out the assholes. Yeah, well, well, definitely from now on, we want every email to start that way. Sir, I enjoy your podcast. Point of order. Point of order. <laughs> Imagine if like they made they made that every comment on YouTube start that way. Yeah. And then it's you like, wear I love the video. Yes. Like I, I, I love the video, but Fuck you, Obama. And then I would get into whatever. <laughs> it would just make the world a nicer place. Wouldn't yeah. it? No, because podcast is a, is an active listener. So they have to right. uh, subscribe, download, mm-hmm. listen. So you're going to weed out a lot of these mm-hmm. assholes. That's one of the things right. I love about podcasts. Yeah, because people mm-hmm. are like, hey, show sucks. Don't download it, motherfucker. Don't download it, yeah. Hey, um, I hate Grey's Anatomy. You know what I do every week? No. Not watch. I don't watch <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. It's not on my DVR. Yeah. The reason people hated Nickelback, Twilight, all this stuff is because it was it forced, was forced on, on you. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm going to get a book at the airport. It's only Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, oh, I'm going to turn on the radio. It's only Nickelback. That's what made people viscerally hate it. It's right. like, if you can just choose what you Shoved like, down your throat. be happy. Yeah. They do it with kids now with the Disney Channel. It's like, oh, you don't like Miley Cyrus? How about now? Yeah. How about now? How, How about, about now? Naked Miley? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, mm, some self destruction yeah. happens after that. <laughs> Um, but it was like, remember the Jonas Brothers? I mean, you don't, you guys don't, do you have kids? No. No, you don't have kids, but you knew who the Jonas Brothers were, didn't you? Big yeah. time. Yeah. It's like literally, okay, do you like them now? How about now? How about now? I'm like, no, stop. That no. South Park's one of the yeah. best all time. Yeah. Is that one with Mickey Mouse? Oh, no. The I Jonas seen that Brothers? One. It's oh. unbelievable. <laughs> it's the fi- one of the funniest things you'll ever see. <laughs> like Mickey Mouse is, is you just got to see it. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking funny. Yeah. He breaks down why the Jonas Brothers works. He's like, he's like, the purity rings. Allows me to sell sex to kids. Because wow. it's like, wow. you'll see the Jonas Brothers and they're all just, they're like, yeah, be in love, be in love. And then it'll just show like them like dry fucking the air. And oh, all yeah. like the little girls in the crowd are like, my giny tingles, my giny tingles. Yeah. And Mickey Mouse is like, you need that. <laughs> and he's like, keeps doing his Mickey Mouse <laughs> shit. But he's like oh, the devil. Hilarious. He's like the devil. It's like unbelievable. Because that's what Disney does. They sexualize teenagers while pretending they're not sexualizing teenagers. Oh, right. exactly. Yeah, with these yeah. shows. Yeah, because they have a chastity <laughs> ring or whatever. It makes it okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Love it. But, uh, you know, we've always talked, we, we've all had that 
issue with trolls every once in a while on online. Mm-hmm. But like we said, we've, we've weeded them out. Uh, I remember it's uh, because for our generation, too, we're not necessarily as equipped to deal with them because they always think, well, maybe someone's having a bad day. They're giving me a nasty tweet or whatever. I actually went down a checklist. I had a troll once and uh, I did everything you're not supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> like you give them attention. And then um, you, I got baited. I got angry because they were being so nasty. Right. And, then, and then I was factually wrong. I think it was about like a Star Wars trailer. I thought maybe one right. of the fan trailers was real. Yeah. So I was wrong too. So it must have been like a trollgasm for like <laughs> the guy, you know, like I hope he enjoyed his victory. Because then after like 20 tweets of like how dumb you are, I realized, yeah. oh my God, there's a reason why every social... Uh, networking platform has a block button yeah this is that. <laughs> i have this automatic block buttons yeah and when someone someone's like eh, you stupid and it usually only happens after i'm on doug loves movies right <laughs> i go automatic block and it's yeah. always a guy with fucking nine followers right 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 dude mm-hmm. never never attack barbara streisand <laughs> I've never gotten trolled harder ever, and I didn't even attack her. All I said is I didn't understand it. I right. go, can someone just explain to me what it like? What the appeal mm-hmm. of Barbara Streisand is? I'm like, mm-hmm. not a lot of original songs. Like I can't name any vocal range, two octaves. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? And uh, n- gay bullies <laughs> are the craziest people because they're like, kill yourself, piece of shit, vocal. Because I mean, no, I think they'd be a little more creative. Well, yeah, but they 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 start creative and then they just become just like gay bullies. Yeah, but yeah, but a gay bully is lethal because they were probably bullied growing up, so they're like Bane. Oh. <laughs> like they they they're indestructible. They were, they're gay. Yeah, <laughs> they're gay Bane. They're like I was born in the closet. They're like, the closet is my friend. You think bullying is your ally? I was born in it. Molded by it. And I was trying to like make amends where I, they were like, "Well, you can't sell out a Carnegie Hall." I go, "Dude, I can't sell out an Olive Garden." Yeah. I'm like, I'm because I was like trying to undercut all of it just to make friends and be like, guys, I get. It. She's popular. I just want to know why. And they just had it meltdown after meltdown. Gay dudes can like will annihilate you if you tweet about Barbara Streisand. So just don't do it. Just stay away from it. Just accept her as a legend. Accept her as an icon. She's an institution, borderline cult leader. After my experience, <laughs> so just roll with it. You know, you're my funny Valentine or whatever the hell her hit song right. is. Like, just pretend it's awesome. That sounds like sound advice. It is. I am the League of Streisands. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag League of Streisands. Um, all right. What's coming out this week? Um, coming out this week is The Visit. This is the M. Night Shyamalan um, uh, movie about these children being dropped off at their grandparents and crazy and uh, uncomfortable things happen during the visit. Now, here is the biggest suspension of disbelief the, in this movie is the fact that, and I can't get past it, that M. Night Shyamalan may actually make a good movie again. And that, I cannot get past that disbelief. I just can't. So, now whether this one comes out and it gets mixed or even good reviews, I'm still going to be skeptical, but the I won't be seeing it. It looks good. It looks terrifying as shit because it's like old people aren't scary. They're not threatening. Mm-hmm. So to see them just like, yeah, just fucking yeah, creepy. That's, that like, just scared me right, just thinking about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> just like, Nana wants to do something wrong to you. Yeah. It's just like fucking, uh, it's Because cr- that means they're good at murder because they're still alive. Yes, they yeah. can murder. And they're not in jail. <laughs> yeah. I was I like, I was thinking. murdering since the Korean War. Like, it's, <laughs> 
I remember before forensic files. <laughs> In the old days, you didn't have to worry about, <laughs> about DNA. About fingerprints and, yeah, jeez. You could kill people whatever you want. They'd uh, never catch you. say it was a car accident. Yes. <laughs> I left my cum on a lot of doorknobs. <laughs> 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 well, I'm, I'm so hashtag jizznob. Jizznob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, After I'll watch M Night. I'm very naive. I'll, I'll I just keep believing. Like I'm like this won't be good. Like I, I don't know if that make me a good coach or a bad coach, but I'm like I. I believe it'd be be, make you a great cheerleader. It would. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> this time I'd be a good like abused wife. <laughs> I'm like no, he said he was drunk. Yeah. Just like, never I, touch me again. Yeah. Any, anyone that's married to an alcoholic, he's been sober for yeah. three days. Yeah, he's been sober he all morning. He said he'd never make a ba- he said he'd never make a bad movie again. Yeah, Avatar doesn't count. <laughs> he said M doesn't stand for mediocre. Yeah, <laughs> I believe because I loved Sixth Sense and I loved Unbreakable. Mm. That was a hundred years I ago. I know it was a thousand years <laughs> ago. I know this, and I and I do my. He's a nice dude. I met him one time. He's nice. I'm sure. I'm that, sure that affects me a lot. He's nice, and I like the fact that, that <laughs> like, if someone's nice should, to though. me, I like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'm like, uh, like that's one of the. I, Bill Cosby was such an asshole. I think that's one of the reasons that everyone was like dying for that. Every, yeah. When that scandal came out. Everyone was like, "Yes, fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> I met the lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls at a at a a fundraiser for Katrina. Dave Grohl. No, the Goo no. Goo Dolls is whatever. Oh, singer Foo Fighters. Think yeah. about yeah. you all the time. Yeah, it was those guys, Goo Goo Dolls. Mm-hmm. Goo Goo Dolls. I won't tell your name. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he was a complete asshole to me. I was really? there as a as a I'm a volunteer. I haven't done as, as much recently, but I was heavily involved in the American Red Cross, right? Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of disaster volunteer stuff. So there was this yeah. big TV fundraiser after Katrina. Right. And they said, Graham, since you work in show business, can you go down there? Because I don't want someone freaking out when they see celebrities. You know what I right. mean? And, yeah. and, and, and go, we've got these Red Cross little buttons and see if people are willing to wear them because it was- a Kind company. of a backhanded compliment, but okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's going to recognize you. You go down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be fine if you're like, you mean when I see a mirror and like one tear rolls down your cheek? Nobody watch basic cable, Graham. You'll be fine. Um, so Unless yeah. maybe the lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls no. did. And yeah. he was like, I hated strip poker. Get out of here. But I remember meeting him and I, and I went to all these people. And I, like George, George, um, uh, George Lopez was there. Mm-hmm. And I worked with Lopez a million years ago. And he's like, yeah. hey, Graham, how you doing? It's great. And I was talking. I was with yeah. him. I was like, here's some talking points and if you guys want to here's a pen and everyone was so cool and then i just went up to him and went, hey man um with the red cross and i'm wearing a uniform mm-hmm. and i'm like do you mind and he's like he's like yeah okay and then as soon as i turn away he turns to one of his handlers and goes want a pin so i could hear it and i was like i almost was like hey bitch how about i take my fucking uniform off and i knock that frosted hair off your stupid fucking hollywood body <laughs> when the oil runs out i take your resources yeah <laughs> So, do you think it's better to, to to like just go up to him really sympathetically, be like, "Hey, man, a lot of guys have half inch boners. <laughs> like, it's not that big a deal. Like, you can still go down on chicks." Oh, he's such a like. I just wanted to go. I just wanted to go. I wanted to go. I want to go. Like, I didn't, I didn't say anything because I was representing the Red Cross. Right. But I'm like, you're a charity thing. You and he's one of. The, and you could see the people who are like, "Hey, I want to help out." Dennis Quaid was like. 
I'm from down there. What can I do? And right. then you saw some people who were like, oh, my publicist set this up. Like, well, who is this? What's the fundraiser? I'm like, you know, all of Louisiana's underwater. That's yeah. what we're fucking here for, you yeah, bag yeah. of shit. Yeah, this, well, it does really affect me. I live in Manhattan. Uh, yeah. Is that like a script deal at the CW? What, yeah. underwater? What is that? <laughs> so, yes, you're right. I understand that point. Oh, the personal <laughs> thing. And a lot of times the biggest legends are the nicest ones. Yeah. It's always these like insecure little fucks. Yeah. There's not one story of Tom Hanks being an asshole. Yeah. Like Clooney, George Clooney, I, I hosted Art Director Guild Awards. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like, great set, man. That was awesome. And Hathaway, all those guys, uh, all, like, they're so nice. And then right. you meet some like mid-level. Uh, I, I got a couple, but I don't want to be a dick. But see, like, you'll, just meet, <laughs> you'll meet people and they're just like not making eye contact or like not, you know, just being like, acting like you're... Acting like than. Kristen Stewart at an interview. Exactly. <laughs> and I just want to... Gra- and, and, and being so gigantic, I also think like, do you not even see that I'm 6'7"? Like, right. be scared. <laughs> like, you're 5'5 five, five and you're male. Like, be scared that I'll fucking rip you apart. <laughs> Like, like that's the equivalent of me being with someone that's like eight feet tall. Like, I'd be like, whatever you want, man. You want me to fucking give you my top hat? Like, I I love that you go out in public with a top hat. That's yeah. Yeah. And you're willing to give it up so freely. Oh, yeah. Here's my top hat. Do you want to know how fucking crazy I have? The reason I said top hat is because I was in my mind like, what does that feel like? I'm like, in the movie The House Bunny, I did a scene with Shaq. And I had a top hat on, and he was still taller than my top hat. Mm-hmm. So that's why, with no backstory, the top hat made no sense. But in my mind, I'm like, what's it like to be small? Shaq, top hat. You want my top hat? <laughs> I love how a comedian's brain works. Yeah. <laughs> this, it this still worked. <laughs> top hat still <laughs> always works. I still get it. Top hat's good. It's good. I pictured the Monopoly guy. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a monocle. Six, a 6'7 Monopoly guy with a monocle. Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a Monopoly guy. Um, and the other... Uh, sleeping with other people. I saw a trailer for this. Yeah, and you know what? Um, you need to pick better jokes for the trailer. If you can't, there's something wrong with your movie. Yeah, this is, I think, where us as comedians are just going to be too critical of this film. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And uh, so I'm not I sure. I don't know. It it's could about be. What, you know, two sexual uh, addicts kind of find each other and try to start a meaningful relationship. Yeah. Uh, have you met my fiance? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's where you guys met. That's, that's what we're, what's happening right now. It's going really well. Yeah. Well, congrats on but, the film. But it, it, it felt like those kind of like, uh, all those like contrived, like, oh, go for the obvious joke here and there and there. And right. so I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to It's be. tough to say because when you're dealing, it is a rom-com, so mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes the studios mm-hmm. will cut a rom-com the way they think it's supposed to be cut. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe it actually is funny and interesting. Could be, and, and they picked d- all the the flattest jokes yeah, for the trailer. They sure, the leg, <laughs> yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what I want to think. But all right, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We got to wrap the show up because in the summer we have to turn the air conditioning off, and after an hour in this fucking garage in the valley, gets man smell. It's really, with a lot of stinky top hats. I was wondering <laughs> why I was enjoying the hell out of the end part. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Bronson likes the smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's our show. So, Owen, thank you so much for being on. Where can people find you on the internet, tour dates, anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I'm touring a ton right now. So, OwenBenjamin.com slash tour, at OwenBenjamin Twitter, Owen Benjamin Comedy on Facebook, and then Why Didn't They Laugh on iTunes. Um, and uh, check them out live. We did a show together last year in Tampa. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. We did, we did Doug Loves Movies, and then I saw your stand-up. He's a funny dude. If you haven't, check him out and, uh, and acknowledge that he's tall. Like don't yes. don't don't be a pussy about that. Like yeah. just go, hey, you could rip my head off. I mean, yeah. if you're just nice, it's not a factor. All I'm saying is I'm threatening. <laughs> <laughs>
So acknowledge it in your own way. Just However it's done, just make sure it gets acknowledged. If you acknowledged. don't acknowledge it, well, then now you're going to get now yeah. you're in trouble. Then it's not his fault. Now he's going to yeah. stuff no. you into his top hat. If you know how to fight, though, you see I have a very exposed chin, and it's a bad to be so tall. But yeah. if you're... I want to say his name. The lead singer, Goo Goo Dolls. We can yeah. say that guy's name. Uh, and then also, of course... Um, See his podcast at the... Uh, the Improv. Improv Preview Night, LA Podfest, Audible Presents. Did they give you a time for your show yet? Not yet, but it's Thursday, September 17th. Yeah, mm-hmm. the show started at 8. There's only two time slots, I think. We're yes, doing an and it'll 10. be in the lab and the uh, main showroom Yeah, as there's well. two showrooms. So just come down to the Improv, get there about 7.30, get your pass for the weekend. Just so you know, Improv for Humans will be there. <laughs> improv for Humans? I don't know if we've announced that <laughs> yeah. yet. And uh, what you said, Sexner, blah, blah, blah. blah. Sexner and Chandra? <laughs> yeah. Sexner and Sandra. Sexner yeah. and Sandra? Yeah. Um, so get some sex tips. Uh, so come check that out. And of course, LA Podfest uh, the whole rest of the weekend. So you can come to the preview nights Thursday, the 17th of September, then 18, 19, 20, all 40 shows at the Sofitel Hotel. Great hotel. It's a blast. And yeah. also you're going to get parties every night. You're going to get the earbud screening. You're going to get some great panels and workshop. It's it's going to be an amazing You'll uh, see weekend. comics like Owen and many You'll other... see me every night at the party. Yeah. Yes. He'll be the tallest guy <laughs> oh, there. And like Dinner Party Download just announced they're having uh, Paul Shear as their guest. The guest list. The guest list is amazing. Everyone's bringing bigger and bigger yeah. guests. Like Rosie Tran has, uh, I think, a porn star on her guest or something. <laughs> I don't know how Rosie did that. But That's worked so well in years past. Out of, to keep them, so, oh, oh, oh. What happened? <laughs> there, was <a> trans, <laughs> there was a transgender person on a particular podcast, and they decided to drop their trowel. Uh, prove, the, it. prove it. <laughs> proved it out. Show uh, hammer or no hammer? The, yeah, they had the whole hammer there. The hammer's there? The Went hammer. out onto the video. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> So um, yeah, we're looking to not repeat the circle. No, Rosie's not going to do that. But yeah. she, she's it's uh, uh it's it's uh, the God. I forget the. Can ones. I show my hammer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring your yeah, hammer. Yeah, sure. Bring your hammers. But everyone's <laughs> bring, every, your hammers. bring your hammers. Bring your hammers. Yeah, well, they give a bag of them. Uh, <laughs> but we have uh, Dave Foley and Susie Nakamura will be our guests in the company. Yeah, and also podcast, then and Doug Benson. Um, Doug Benson. Well. What's going to happen? So uh, there's a there's earbuds is screening Friday night in the big ballroom at eleven o'clock at night. Uh, and if you can't make that, we're screening it again at 10 in the morning on Sunday in a slightly smaller room, uh, which is the Hollywood Sunset Room, where we're doing our podcast then right after that. So the movie will go till about 11.40, 11.45, and then at 12. And the first every 15, 20 minutes, we're going to do a little Q&A with Doug about the film itself. And then, and then Susie and Dave will be out there, and we'll start talking movies. We'll show movie trailers again like we've done yes. in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm trying to get a trailer for uh, a little film I did. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> That's premiering. Oh, is this the um, martial arts Mar- kid? Martial arts kid is premiering the same awesome. weekend. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to a premiere of it at the Burbank Film Festival September this Saturday, September 12th. Oh, that's great. So if you want to come to the Burbank Film Festival, you'll see me and Don the Dragon Wilson and Cynthia Rothrock and many others. Excellent. Um, uh, Jansen P- Pantier, who's been on the show mm-hmm. before. Um, so anyway, that's all our stuff, guys. Thanks for listening. Love the feedback uh, on all the platforms. Uh, like us. And of course, the live video stream. 
Uh, save $5 with coupon code CFN. Yes. And you can see uh, all 40 shows from the weekend. Mm-hmm. And we might be archiving some of these improv shows on the Thursday night. I'm not sure. We We're work- not sure yet. We got to work. They yeah. might not be able to get the video done anyway. Right. But you'll get the rest of the shows. You'll get everything else. You'll get everything else. The only mm-hmm. thing that was not included in the live stream is the earbud screenings and the stand up show. But yes. every other podcast and panel is included. Yep. So thank you guys. Thank you to our guest, Owen Benjamin. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Streisand is awesome. <laughs> Str- I was, was going to do that. I was going to do that.